A billion years ago, there was nothing but space Then one of God's wet farts blew all the planets in place There were no signs of life on Mars or Venus But planet Earth was blessed with two baby geniuses Baby geniuses, we know everything Baby geniuses, we know everything Baby geniuses, we know everything Baby geniuses, tell us something we don't know Hello Babies. Babies. Welcome to Baby Geniuses. I'm Emily. I'm Lisa. This is our show. It's called Baby Geniuses. And hello, babies. What's going on? We're the geniuses. You're the babies. Yeah, we've lost the thread. Welcome to our anal fissure awareness (laughs) podcast. I was having a conversation with someone last night who was telling me that like she had a podcast and she was like, yeah, you know, like we've kind of been trying to change with the times of like (laughs) we started out as a really sort of like loose just like you know friends talking podcast and now we've gotten a bit more structured you know and I was like oh that's funny my podcast is going in the opposite direction (laughs) (laughs) hey we've added segments over the years we have in a way become more structured but I think not having guests has also like (laughs) <laughs> made those structures somehow a little bit more fragile. <laughs> we have more structures, but they're less stable. They're not earthquake yes. safe. It's like sort of a reverse three little pigs. <laughs> We've gone from brick to stick to straw. <laughs> oh, boy. Um, Lisa, how are you? What's going on? I'm good. Um, my butt's great for anyone who is wondering. A lot of people have been oh, asking yes. me. Uh, a lot of uh, people have been in my DMs saying, me too. I also, you know, have this problem. So that's great. It's nice to know that other hot people also have problems um, <laughs> with their butts. Man, should I admit to like an embarrassing medical problem and then just to see who slides into my DMs to you say should. they also have it? And, and then, then say, I'll come out just and be kidding. Like, I <laughs> <sight> suckers. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> my nipples don't look like that. <laughs> yeah. I mean, you could They're really. They're perfect, just like you all expected them to be. <laughs> this is like a totally different kind of catfishing. This is a new kind. Ass fishing. Ass fishing. Um, <laughs> Fistering. Yeah. How is your situation? How's my situation? Yeah. Um, it's good. Um I uh how do I segue into what <laughs> Oh yeah. Are you you talk about whatever you want. You don't have to talk about your anal fishes anymore. <laughs> well, I wanted to talk about escaped animals. Oh yeah, let's do it. That's a thing that's been happening lately. Oh yeah. Oh my god. Yeah. Um, last weekend I went to Temecula for a bachelorette trip, uh, and it was really fun because we went on like a trail ride, and like none of the other people had really ridden before. Um, so they kept asking me all these questions about it, and which I really enjoyed, um, <laughs> like being the <laughs> expert. But we went on the trail ride, and it was so great. Everyone had such a good time, and everyone was like a buzz, you know, and talking about horses and how great they are. And then we got back to our Airbnb, and I got a voicemail. Uh, it was like, um, Lisa, I just saw Junie run by. Are you okay? Um, <gasps> and w- what happened is my riding teacher like took out my horse to ride and with her horse she was going to lead her horse alongside and then before she could even get on the two of them just like tore off and yeah. and like went rip roaring around Burbank 
Oh my God. Just joyriding. Joyriding. Complete joyride, which is really fun because her horse was just in the horse hospital for like over a month. And he, so he's he's fully recovered, clearly. Um, <laughs> like tail up in the air like a wow. flag, just galloping. <laughs> and they went like two miles, like all the way around in a loop. But what's funny is that everyone knows them. So everyone was calling... Like oh everyone God. recognized them and then um, they went chasing after them and finally someone caught them and brought them back and all was well. They were fine. Oh, but I just thought that shit. was... How did they catch them? Like, what do you do about that? Um, I don't know. Is that where a lasso comes in? Is that what lassoing <laughs> is for? It could be. I think because <laughs> they're generally so tame, I think eventually someone just was able to ride up to them and grab them. Yeah. And be like, hello, yeah. come with me, please. <laughs> I mean, I don't think Junie would have done this unless she was with her friend Gus. Like, it was definitely his idea. I know this. He's a bad influence. He is. He's kind of naughty. Um, so, yeah. And I just oh thought my gosh. that was really funny. <laughs> and then also, I caught a lost dog the other day. <gasps> oh, Yeah. A husky. You caught a husky. I did. How soon after you had the dog in your possession were you like, I think I want to keep this dog? Um, It was kind of like as he was leaving that I was like, wait. (laughs) (laughs) Come back. As the owner was taking him. I finally like, I called the owner like 10 times and finally, and I like took him on a walk like around to try to see if I could find the owner, but they were nowhere. Like he had just escaped out the back gate. And I'd actually seen him before on the street. So I'm like, okay, this is that same dog. Um, oh wow! I finally got in touch with the owner, and she was like, "Okay, I can be there later. I'll be there at 11. <laughs> like this clearly happens all the time. Oh God! <laughs> and she showed up, and she was like, "Oh, I guess I have to secure that gate because this keeps happening." And she was like, "Oh, when I got him at the shelter, he was so skinny and quiet, and now he's this. <laughs> he's this yeah, it's a, a husky. It's a husky. He's like an enormous, poofy husky who's like he clearly like." Doesn't know how to be walked on a leash, like just doesn't know anything. But he was so chatty. You need to hook that dog up to a sled and let him do his job. Yeah, he <laughs> wants to run 20 miles a day is what he wants. Like he was so energetic and bouncy and he kept being chatty. He would be like, like <laughs> <laughs> and that's why I wanted to keep him because he would ruin oh my, my life and he was totally chaotic and <sighs> I have toxic impulses to keep animals oh yeah oh yeah big time big time i mean always fantasizing about my neighbor's dog running away and coming to live here oh and you're just like Um, i would train them up so well and we would have such a good time (laughs) uh that's not usually how i think about it because i don't think i've ever (laughs) trained a dog successfully um (laughs) alan i i do maintain alan is untrainable yeah alan (laughs) does have a personality where it's like would ask him to do something. He'd be like, why? He's incredibly stubborn. And it's like, he will not, like, you can teach him to do stuff with treats. Yeah. But if you remove the treat from the direction, he's like, no, that was not the deal. Yeah. Like, he will not do it. He's, yeah, he's like a very tough negotiator and incredibly stubborn. Yeah. But also, I think, like, unlike a husky, his job is to sit on the couch. Like, he takes it really seriously and... He gets, like, stressed out if he can't do it. Like, yeah. it's his job. Um, and he's smart and stubborn, but also was just built to do stuff and learn things. <laughs> so she just loves yeah. being trained so much. 
We've been lately when we like walk. And he's a fucking nerd. She's a fucking nerd. She's like the A student. When Lately when we've been walking a horse around Burbank, we just let her off leash, which is terrifying to me, but we've done it twice now. And all she does is like she runs a perimeter around us like and she comes back oh, immediately wow. when we call and she's been so good at it. And it's so fun to just have a dog off leash. Oh my gosh. Now I'm that kind of asshole. But like when anyone <laughs> when anyone else comes by on horseback, I call I call her back and make her, you know, stay next to yeah. me so I'm not scaring people. Um, That's great. And she doesn't, you know, she doesn't I mean, bark, she, she looks, doesn't chase. She's like, such a, you know, polite dog. She's very polite. Yeah. Almost too polite. What else is going on? I think I mentioned on the last podcast that, like, my mother-in-law was recovering from surgery here. Yeah. That was, like, Alan's, I think, probably the best time of his life <laughs> because, like... He loves her. She loves him. Like, he's her only grandchild at this moment, and she treats him as such. And we, like, gave her a little jar of kibble to bribe him with to, like, spend time with her while she was staying here. And it worked. And it was just, like, there was just always someone who would pay attention to him. He, like, started sleeping in the bed with her at night. Oh, my God. (laughs) like, it was just, like, his, his dream. And he was, like, I mean... During the weeks that she was here, he was just constantly kind of like skittering around the house because he was like, like if if it was time for breakfast, he would like run into the living room for me to feed him breakfast, but then run back as soon as he was done to see if she would give him (laughs) some of her food. And like he was just like, like in some ways he was like, this is the busiest he's ever been. He's like so stressed out and overwhelmed with like all of the places he needs to be to look for food to possibly eat. Um, but uh, she went home on Monday, like a week ago, and um, I can tell he's a little sad. Does about he it. miss her? I think he misses her for like the first like day. Like he was kind of like sniffing around, sort of like looking for her, I think. And then we took him to visit her at home um, on Thursday. And it was very sweet. He just like jumped up into her lap and was like giving her lots of kisses. It was very cute. He was a good like therapy dog for her. Um, We also went out of town like last weekend for our anniversary and we went whale watching. Uh, Yeah, yeah, we went again. And yeah, and um, I like had my brother and my niece and my sister-in-law came and met us there and like um we got on the boat and like we were like when we were waiting in line to get on the boat we like saw people coming off of the last journey and we were like how was it and they were like the water was a little rough Uh you know a lot of people got sick oh no and we were like but did you see stuff and they were like yeah we saw some whales we saw some dolphins like you know but it was you know it was rough so just you know um and we all just like popped, you know, boning or whatever. And um, we get on the boat. Yeah. We're like heading out for like 45 minutes to an hour. My niece, who's like five, doesn't like doesn't really get the concept of like what we're doing. And she's not excited about it. And we're like, no, you got to stay. We're going to see the whales and the dolphins. And then and then it starts to feel like the boat is turning around. Hmm. And like at the beginning of the tour, this was a different company than we used last time because it left from a different port. And they were, like, making a lot of really, like, bummery announcements, it sounded like. Just, like, please, we only have three bathrooms. <laughs> you know, if you have to throw up, please do not use the bathroom. And, like, they were just saying, really, like... They were saying this stuff before you got on? 
like as the boat was like taking off like oh my god lot, among the, all of their other like announcements like it was just very like dour not excited at all and then they just went quiet for like an hour you know for like an hour after they made their initial announcements and then all of a sudden they're like folks we are gonna have to turn back because it's just not safe to be out there uh right now and uh they basically like just turned the boat around. We didn't see any whales or dolphins, but my niece was like really excited because she just wanted to go home. <laughs> <laughs> and then we turned and they were like, but we'll try and show you some of the sites of like Long Beach Harbor. Over here is an oil derrick. <laughs> it was just like uh. the most depressing uh, whale watching tour I've ever been on. Um, Wait, so why then, did they why did they turn around? Because the water was too choppy. Yeah. The water was too choppy, and they were like, it, it wouldn't be safe. Um, and it's they gave be us, a- I guess, vouchers to come back at some point. Uh, we should have just asked for a refund. But um, And then we went back and ate at Outback Steakhouse. And <laughs> I have you ever eaten there? No. I hadn't before, and I was really excited about getting um, a Bloomin' Onion, because they invented that, right? Mm-hmm. Um, and it was disgusting. <laughs> Big surprise. It was fucking disgusting. <laughs> Why? Was, was like, it like greasy? It was so oily. I'm going to throw up talking about it, honestly. <laughs> not not the seasickness, but the onion is what did you? It was just like really meaty tasting too. Like it was like dredged in the same stuff that I think they dredged their like fried chicken in or something, which makes me think that there was just like chicken juices Ew. in there or something. Um, but it was so oily and it was like, I, I mean, I had already taken Imodium that day, so I wasn't like, uh-huh. I was just like, whatever, like throw more logs on the fire. <laughs> but I know uh, they're feeling well. <laughs> <laughs> but it was like, I could not believe how gross Outback Steakhouse is. My only, I don't know. My only experience with Outback Steakhouse was once I uh, was doing part-time work as like a courier. Cause this was back a million years ago when I had a pickup mm-hmm. truck and I could move large things. And I had oh, to yeah. um, I had to pick up uh, a bunch of frozen steaks like way far east and then drive all the way down close to San Diego to deliver it to an Outback Steakhouse. Oh, my God. <laughs> and by the time I got there, they were like, come on, we're out of steaks. <laughs> <laughs> They were like waiting at the back because it took me a while to find it. I got lost, you know, and I was just like a 20 year old idiot. So, oh, my God, (laughs) it makes so much sense to me that Outback has their steaks delivered by like college kids in just random pickup trucks. That that makes a lot of sense. (laughs) At least at least they did in like 2006 or whenever it was. (laughs) I can't speak to it. Maybe they've updated their delivery practices or it was just an emergency. Um, I don't know. I will say, like, <laughs> Peter got a steak there, and it was not good. Yeah. Like, he was like, it's a steakhouse. You can't really go wrong, right? Like, you got to mm-hmm. get the thing that they're known for. But uh, it was, I don't think, very edible. Yeah. That's, um, that's a shame. <laughs> Rob's dog is, like, Rob's attacking dog is him. attacking him right now. <laughs> We're watching He's a live it. animal attack. <laughs> <laughs> He's, like, biting you and jumping on you. Oh, my God. My next-door neighbors. I mean, this, this is, is so just straight-up animal talk start to finish on this podcast today. Um, my na- my next-door neighbors, I might have mentioned this, got a puppy 
<laughs> um, who is now really big, what um, kind? named Marley. So, God, I don't know what kind of dog it is. It's like that big, white, fluffy dog. That's He's got like a very long snout. Is it like a Samoyed or like one of How those? How is that spelled? I want to look it up. Um, S-A-M-O-Y-E-D? E-D, okay. Is it one of those? Um, it's or, not that fluffy. Or is it like one of those guardian dogs? It's a guard dog. Um, um, guardian white dog. What are those? They're, oh, the, yes, Pyrenean mountain dog? Yeah. Some kind of, yeah. It's like some kind of dog. <laughs> it's some kind of dog breed. Um uh-huh. I I don't know exactly it must what be, kind. Is it cute? He's really cute and he just barks all day <laughs> at everything. And um oh, no. but he like I do think he loves me because he'll like put his paws up on the fence and like stick his nose out and he'll bark when I'm walking by. But then I walk up close, I can like pet his head and he'll give me kisses. Aww. Um, but we have like all of this work happening at my house right now where I'm like the landscapers are here. They're putting in my new garden and stuff. And like the construction in the back is almost done. Like we are getting so close, but it's like. It's a lot of people. And so Marley, <laughs> the dog, is just like barking literally all day. <laughs> and yesterday, the landscapers brought a puppy for some reason. Ah. Like one of them just had a puppy and it was just like <laughs> fucking pandemonium. Like, I'm very glad we're not recording then because it would just be like all you could hear would be barking. I don't know. Arf, arf, is that arf, even arf, a story? Arf. I just love there's just dogs all around me in a that way that I like. sounds like fucking heaven to me. <laughs> I just want to fill my house with dogs. I want so I want so many dogs, and I I don't have anywhere for them to go potty because we don't have a backyard. So like, oh uh, yeah, it's bad enough with one dog. Yeah, I was, I was subscribing. I was subscribing to those grass patch things that come every two weeks, but like. Now, during oh. the rainy season, I've just been letting her pee right on the patio, and then I just hose it down. It's just, But it's, like, not ideal, you know? So, okay, the grass patch thing, it's like a real live yeah, it's sod. patch of grass. For real. You... And, and it comes, like, rolled up, and it just gets sent in the mail, like, every couple weeks. And then I just put it it's in, like... It's like blue apron, but for a dog to piss on. <laughs> yeah, there's no preparation involved. It's just I roll it out, and I put it in this plastic tray, and she pees in it until it gets so nasty like several weeks in, but it like s- sort of helps, question mark. I mean, it's like, because like her peeing right on the concrete, it does start to smell. Is this interesting? Uh, I don't know. I, I cannot tell what's interesting right now. My brain does not work that way. Rob's shaking his head. No, no, no. Did you read the cuts um, list of etiquette? I saw some of it posted, but I didn't dig into it. It was very silly. Like, it was very fun to yeah. read because it was clearly written by a bunch of, like, New York, like, prickly cunts, which I really appreciated. <laughs> like, I, I was really fun to just read it and be like, no, what are they talking about? What? Like, you shouldn't let... Yeah. A lot of them were weirdly about, like, letting people smoke inside at parties. I'm like, what? No, that's crazy. <laughs> that's insane. <laughs> Smoking seems like it's whack in a big way, by the way, which is really strange to me. But anyways... It's very weird. It's very it's, weird. Is it nihilism? What is it? I don't know. I keep ranting about it. And then Adam's like, well, I don't know. I used to smoke. And I'm like, but that's... I what he's like you just have to let young people make mistakes and I'm like but I never did so I don't understand that yes I, I never I don't have to I never made I that I don't have to do it I never made that mistake because I'm smart yeah. I didn't smoke everyone <laughs> should be as smart as me at minimum why not I mean 
we have all the evidence on smoking. <laughs> it the the information we need is in. <laughs> Anyways, um, <laughs> but that's not what I'm here to rant about. What I wanted to rant yes. about this is a an etiquette rule that I agree with. And it was a rule number 106 on that list. <clears throat> if you are a fast walker and the person in front of you on the sidewalk is walking slowly, do not walk directly behind them for blocks on end. Just sidestep into the street and go around them. Yes. Yeah. Don't. No tailgating don't on the sidewalk. Don't tailgate on foot or in a car. But like this happened. I was in the Bay Area recently visiting my folks and my brother was with me and we were walking to dinner and... This was like sociopathic. This girl walked up behind my brother, tailgating him on foot. And then she started to say, on your right, on your right, on your right. But there was nowhere for her to squeeze around because he was walking like directly next to a building. And then she just like, she just like squeezed by him super aggressively and then just like kept power walking. And she was just like returning something to Lululemon. Like it was like. You what don't, the fuck? And she could have easily gone around off the sidewalk. I can't say it for sure, but if you had asked me to guess where she was going with such urgency, <laughs> I want to say that I would have gotten it right. I think so. Yeah. Something about... <laughs> <laughs> yeah. It was important that she had a Lululemon <laughs> thing in her hand and was power walking into the store. And she just... She was like, I have to go in a straight line. I can't go i can't deviate and it's like look no we're, unless unless whatever she bought at lululemon gave her diarrhea <laughs> there's no good reason for that and we were in like a shopping area where it was like kind of a pedestrian like pavilion like and it was it was just so fucking no, fuck you that's fucked up i felt like it was very bay area too like the, really yeah that's how people are there right now like that's how they drive and that's how they Oh, God, yeah. Just their whole deal is like, I need to get to where I need to go. And yeah, the Bay Area has gotten weird. It's worse than L.A. in that regard. Yeah, it's it's weird right now, man. It's weird. Everyone there is like, I'm biohacking myself (laughs) into perfection. Out of my way, I'm biohacking. (laughs) Do you think we could sell um, bumper stickers that said that? Out of my way, I'm biohacking. (laughs) (laughs) And just like asterisk diarrhea. (laughs) Oh my God. I need to send that to David Murray. He makes amazing... uh, bumper stickers. He has that company, Sebe, that makes like t-shirts and stuff. And he always makes really funny bumper stickers. Oh, yeah. I have one. Uh, what I want to do is like put it on a magnet so that I can put it on my car without like worrying about never being able to reuse it again. Um, but it's like, uh, please be patient with me. I'm a huge dumbass. <laughs> <laughs> and then he came up with this other idea the other day. I don't think he's made a sticker of it yet, but it's just world's shittiest cowboy. And I want it so bad. <laughs> I want it as a bumper sticker. I want it as a shirt. It's so good. That's really funny. Uh, it's so good. Oh, man. So um, out of my way, I'm biohacking. Out of my way, I'm biohacking. <laughs> <laughs> um... The thing that I was going to say, speaking of biohacking, kind of, I got really excited about a new kind of pepper. Ooh. <laughs> um, and I don't even know why I'm like that excited about it, but just I think it's really interesting. I found out about this pepper that has been developed called a habanada, and it tastes like a habanero, but it has a, it's a zero on the Scoville scale. So it's not spicy at all. Oh, so it's just flavor. 
it's just the like it's got like an in, apparently it's got like a really intense like habanero flavor. Hmm. It has like all of the flavor except for the spice. And it got developed by like apparently there was like some sort of just like weird mutation like in the genes of some pepper where they were like, oh, weird. These peppers are growing with no flavor and no spice. And then they bred those with like full flavor habaneros for 15 generations until they had bred out the spice of the habaneros and just kept the flavor. Like they bred the flavor back in, but like kept the spice out. So like a painless um, habanero. Yeah, I just ordered some seeds and I just started them and I should be able to have them this year. So have you tasted it yet? No, I haven't. Oh. Um, I've just read people talking about the taste and apparently it's like it's like very fruity. Huh. Like people talk about how it's like it, it's a, like it's packs a flavor punch. You can kind of use it in desserts too. Like it's very sweet, but also that like it. Part of the experience of eating it is like the anticipation of heat because you know what habaneros taste like. Yeah. And then it instead of the heat coming, you just get that like sweetness. And it sounds like a fascinating experience. I'm really excited to try it. This sounds really interesting. Could yeah. you um could you grow Szechuan peppercorns in your garden or do those need a special thing? I think peppercorns grow on a tree. Oh yeah, probably. So I don't know if I could. Like, I'd have to plant the whole fucking tree. I think they're so but, interesting. It's so weird to have something that's not spicy in the way we, in not a hot yes. way, but in a tingly way. I mean, I love them. I love them so much. I don't know if I can grow them. Yeah. Um, Fine. Trying to figure that out. <laughs> sorry. I'm very sorry, Lisa. That's okay. Um, I also wonder, like, if I had one of those trees and Alan just started, like, eating it, would he just be like, oh, no, what's happening? (laughs) (laughs) I do. I feel like the first time I tried them, I did feel kind of high or something. Like, it was just like a different. Yeah, I was just like, what is happening to my mouth? Yeah. And I was like sweating. Um, Yeah. yeah, It was a very different experience. A sensation. Should we do Chunch Chat? Yeah. It's time for Chunch Chat, a regular segment where we talk about any news in the world of Martha Stewart's pony, Van Chunch. Chunch. When the clock strikes noon, we could have a picnic lunch, find wine, full moon, and we're chatting about Chunch. Chunch. Um, there's no new Chunch news. Uh, Martha did her, you know, Super Bowl Skechers ad with Snoop Dogg together, united in their love of money. Yes, they that love, is the main thing they have in common. They love money so much, and they are getting it, and they're helping each other get more of it, and it's really, that's beautiful. Good for them. Just neither of them have a bar, like, a threshold of a thing that they won't do for more money. Seemingly not. I um, yeah. I did hear from someone who had tried the wine that I talked about last oh, time, yeah. Martha's Chard or whatever, and they said it was terrible, and everyone got real sick. <laughs> Oh, no. (laughs) Okay. Uh, All right. So don't endorse that. Oh, I also heard from a friend who uh, their neighbor did PR and and toured with Martha Stewart at one point. And uh, what she had to say was that she was insanely smart and knew everything, whether it was old stuff, pop culture, whatever, and no one could stump her. So the PR team would kind of like try to fuck with her by mentioning stuff they thought there was no way she'd know about, but she always knew tons about it, which is just, oh, wow. just fun that she's just like 
so aware of everything. Um, and she only sleeps four to six hours a night. Huh. Okay, I believe that. Oh, yeah, which I'd, I'd heard before, um, but it's nice to have that information. Have confirmation, And just, yeah. like, think about that, because that doesn't, that wouldn't work for me. Yeah. I I can't do that. I can't do that. I need at least seven. Yeah. Or I'm a wreck. Speaking of, like, trivia, the episodes of Jeopardy that I saw being filmed finally aired. Yes, I saw. Yes. So I'm very happy about that. I'm happy to finally break the silence. It was Mira Hayward was, she was the so great. contestant. She wasn't she great? She was she so was great. Like, she was such a cool person, too. She was so cool. Yeah. I was really hoping we'd see her go on, like, a really long streak after that. But she lost know. immediately afterward. But, yeah. Um, but she it did was really very good, exciting for the games to air. And, like, she was a fan favorite. Like, everyone really liked her. And people because i was like also looking up on like twitter like looking up her name to try and be like what are people saying you know and um people were like hey jeopardy you should keep mira hayward on she's great and very beautiful and like <laughs> very weird thing to say but also just like have you watched the show do you know how it works how they <laughs> like they don't just choose to keep contestants around yeah i know she she is telegenic like she she looks good up there that's for sure and she's very yeah, very she charming um but also yeah. like yeah she was she was kicking ass so yeah um, yeah she's she was great um i did laugh right. really hard at the <laughs> the clue where no one knew pete holmes <laughs> <laughs> oh my god yeah being there in the room for that was really funny <laughs> and he posted it too he posted it too like i mean you you kind of have to but yeah, yeah. it was like they <laughs> they asked it was like the clue was about pete holmes and it was like they mentioned crashing they mentioned his book <laughs> and they showed a picture of him and just no one buzzed him <laughs> and it was so funny <laughs> um i have one other jeopardy thing to say which i think is interesting which is that um so the Celebrity Jeopardy tournament just like wrapped up a few weeks ago and mm -hmm. Ike Barinholtz won. And oh, wow. he's apparently been like he tried to get on Jeopardy regular like, you know, 15 years ago, 25 years ago, maybe even um, or in the early aughts, he said. Um, and uh, he was really good. And they invited him to compete in the regular tournament. Oh, of Champions. wow. Amazing. So he's going to and he's going to do it. That's fun. I didn't so know. It's like he's. Yeah, I didn't know he was. uh you know, that kind of person. Yeah. Didn't know that about he's Ike like a, He's like a big Jeopardy fan. And I really like when they actually have Jeopardy fans in the Celebrity Jeopardy tournament. Yeah. Like, because they definitely also have a lot of people on it who, it seems like, haven't watched the show. Yeah. Um, I've never uh, seen an episode of Celebrity Jeopardy. Oh, it is, in some ways it is really hard to watch because <laughs> is it annoying? The, questions, the questions are so easy. Mm-hmm. That it's sort of like a like a kind of embarrassing. <laughs> it's because um, celebrities aren't very bright. I'm just kidding. <laughs> well, it's like they don't want to make yeah. anyone look bad. Yeah, totally. Like, totally. But it is like it has the effect of kind of making them look bad when there's ones that they can't get. <laughs> yeah. Um, but uh, it is like it like when we watch regular Jeopardy, we shout out the answers. And when we watch Celebrity Jeopardy, we don't because it's just like too pathetic. <laughs> yeah. But anyway. Does that conclude Chunch Chat? <laughs> yes. It gives me an idea for a one on fun question. Oh, God damn it. I should have been thinking of one. Well, I have to pee, so I'm going to think about it while I do that. We'll be right back with one on fun.
Um, okay, one on fun. Yes. Um, um, should I go first? And, yeah, because you have one. I have one already. Um, yeah. Emily, who do you think is the smartest celebrity? Ken Jennings. <laughs> no, I don't know. I mean, what do you... Are there any, like, limits to how I can think about this? Like, can they not be a celebrity for being smart as the thing that makes them the celebrity? Um, no, they could. I mean, maybe maybe, um, maybe it should be someone who's, like, famous for acting. How about that? Right. Who's the smartest actor? Who who's, is who, the or smartest like, actor? Yeah, maybe one that you think would do really well on Jeopardy. Which isn't right. necessarily the smartest, like, because trivia no. and intelligence are very different things. But you do get surprised sometimes by, like, the stuff that people who seem relatively smart don't know. Yeah. Uh, or, like, can't figure out, you know? Like, stuff that's not even just, like, obscure knowledge of just, like, oh, you don't know how the continents are arranged or, like, <laughs> yeah. you know, things like that. <laughs> like me. I'm smart, but I don't know. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Anything. <laughs> I honestly lately have been like, man, I really just need to get a globe because I don't know where the countries are in relationship to each other. I have a Ooh. really hard time visualizing. Um, I would love to get a globe. I feel like a globe would be a really a really good gift, wouldn't it? Yeah. Wouldn't you, you be stoked? Would be a lot of gift ideas for you today, I will say. <laughs> Uh, wait, what were they? <laughs> Just those bumper stickers. Oh, yeah. And, <laughs> and also a globe. <laughs> um, My birthday's coming up in many months. <laughs> yeah, it's like, isn't it? <laughs> like five months away. Yeah. Um, yeah, I'm like, who would be really good on on Jeopardy? Or like, who's a smart? It's hard to say. No. I feel like... Um, a lot of, like, comedy people are pretty smart. Yeah. Like, people who are really quick, I think, are, like, very impressive to me. And I, for some reason, cannot think of a single fucking one right now. Um, I know. But, like... Greg Proops. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, like, Guy Branham is one of the smartest. Oh, yes. Absolutely. He is. Yeah. He's, like, very, very smart. And um, does that count? Can that be my answer? Absolutely. He's a celeb. Yeah. Yeah. What were, were you thinking of something? Um, no. Yeah. Um, I, I mean, yeah, I don't know. Or someone. I do think um, Adam would be great on Jeopardy. He's yeah, I not, think he would. He's not a celebrity per se, but like, I think he would kill it just based on how he does when we're watching could, it. <laughs> I think he's also probably famous enough to be on Celebrity Jeopardy based on some of the other people that were on there. I think he is. He just like knows a lot of obscure things. And I'm just like, how did you know that? Yeah. <laughs> um, I'm always good at like, I'm better at the like TV categories and things. Oh, yeah. If, when a TV category comes up, I'm like, come to mama. Boom. Um yeah, I can do I can do those ones. And then in the, when there's like a periodic table of the elements one, I'm like, can we fast forward? Yeah, <laughs> I don't even want to hear this. Yeah, <laughs> I will never learn what the periodic table of elements is. Um, do not ask me. <laughs> I'm great at like loudly yelling out, very confidently yelling out the wrong answer when we're watching Jeopardy. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I do that a lot a as lot. well. It's too embarrassing. Um, have you okay here's my question is there anything that you like learned in school when you were kind of too stupid to really question it mm -hmm. that you've lately been like or like as an adult been like hey that was wrong 
Um, yes, the like nutritional triangle thing. Oh, the food pyramid. The food yeah. pyramid. <laughs> yeah. What the fuck? The nutritional triangle. <laughs> nutritional triangle. <laughs> See what I mean? I don't know things. Um, the food pyramid. Yeah. What the, the fuck? The thing is, it is a triangle. It's not a pyramid. It's not. It's not. It's two dimensional. So there's many things wrong with it. Yeah. It's the wrong shape. <laughs> and yeah, it doesn't really make sense. Um, and it was like, I think it, yeah, it came out at a time when we were like demonizing fat and now, and and yeah, and now we've gone the opposite direction and like a lot of fats are good actually. Yeah, that was a huge one. Yeah. Um, it's funny that they were like, being fat is really bad, but here's what you need to do. <laughs> Eat five times as much bread as you do everything else. <laughs> <laughs> 11 servings of pasta a day. Yeah. <laughs> what? Yeah, just like complete uh, misunderstanding of like how the body works. Um, yeah. And then, you know, of course, like most of the things I learned in history class, I'm sure. <laughs> right. Were yeah. wrong and from the wrong perspective and very Eurocentric. Yeah. What about you? I want to know what your answer is. I just would be. like, I very distinctly remember I took an econ class in high school, like an elective, like, um, I think maybe like freshman year or sophomore year or something. And I, to be fair, I don't know if my teacher like understood the material that much, but like the lesson that we learned was like anti-union propaganda, basically. Whoa. Yeah. And I could not wrap my head around it at the time. But I remember the lesson and now thinking back on it, it's like so chock full of like false premises and conditions. The entire idea of the lesson was just like, if you have two factories in a town and one of them decides to unionize, that means that the company will move to the other one that hasn't unionized because there's not enough money in the company to pay for the union. And it's like Uh. completely presupposing that the owner of the factory is already paying out as much as he possibly can to his workers. And like, it makes no fucking sense. And it, but it really like, yeah, if you don't fucking know any better. Anyway, I still think about that quite a lot for some reason. Wow. All right. Does that conclude one on fun? Yeah. That concludes one on fun. We'll be right back with Wiki of the Week. Since the dawn of time, man has dreamed of bringing life back from the dead. From Orpheus and Eurydice to Frankenstein's monster, resurrection has long been merely the stuff of myth, fiction, and fairy tale. Until now. Actually, we still can't bring people back from the dead. That would be crazy, but the Dead Pilot Society podcast has found a way to resurrect great dead comedy pilots from Hollywood's finest writers. Every month, Dead Pilot Society brings you a reading of a comedy pilot that was sold and developed but never produced, performed by the funniest actors from film and television. How does Dead Pilot Society achieve this miracle? The answer can only be found at MaximumFun.org. Hello, dreamers. This is Evelyn Denton, CEO of the only world-class, fully immersive theme resort, Steeplechase. You know, I've been seeing more and more reports on the blogs that our beloved park simply isn't safe anymore. Murdered them? I'm gonna wreck it. They say they got mugged by brigands in the fantasy kingdom of Ephemera or hijacked by space pirates in Infinitum. I mean, I could have a knife. My papa said that I needed to do a crime. Friends, I'm here to reassure you that it's all part of the show. 
These criminals were really just overzealous staff trying to make things a little more magical for our guests. We're just as safe as we've always been. This isn't a county fair, dreamers. This is Steeplechase, the Adventure Zone. Every Thursday at MaximumFun.org. Welcome to Wiki of the Week. This Vix Weeks. <laughs> Next week's Wikipedia page was sent to us by Alexandra. Um, thank you. Thank you. It is the Wikipedia page for The Hum. Hmm. What's that? The Hum is a name often given to widespread reports of a persistent and invasive low-frequency humming rumbling, or droning noise audible to many, but not all people. This is apropos because uh, there is absolutely construction noise happening at my house right now, and I forgot to apologize for it, but apologies if you can hear it. But also, maybe it's not happening, so maybe I'm gaslighting you about it. Maybe. You might hear a hum on this recording, and but maybe, yeah. maybe it's just in your head. Maybe it's your imagination, or maybe it's actually, like the people at my house who are drilling things into the ground. Um, I like to gaslight our listeners and um, also groom them and also uh, <laughs> gatekeep them. Gatekeep and girl boss them. Yeah, and girl boss. <laughs> <laughs> I thought I forgot uh, about girl bossing. That's the fourth G. Yeah. <laughs> Add that to my um, repertoire. Yeah. It's like you've heard about being GGG. <laughs> We're being GGGG. GGGG. <laughs> Uh, okay, hums have been reported all over the world, including the United States, the United Kingdom, Australia, and Canada. They are sometimes named according to the locality where the problem has been particularly publicized, such as the Taos hum in New Mexico and the Windsor hum in Ontario. The hum does not appear to be a single phenomenon. Different causes have been attributed, including local mechanical sources, often from industrial plants, as well as manifestations of tinnitus or other biological auditory effects. Description. A 1973 report cites a university study of 50 cases of people complaining about a low, throbbing background noise that others were unable to hear. The sound, always peaking between 30 and 40 hertz, was found to only be heard during cool weather with a light breeze and often early in the morning. These noises were often confined to a 10 kilometer wide area or six mile wide area, which makes me think that there's like some kind of ring somewhere that the wind is going through. Um, Tao's hum. A study into the Tao's hum. Am I saying that right? Tao's? Uh, in the early Sorry, 90- I'm focusing on doing a little hum in the background to gaslight oh. our listeners even further. Mm. <laughs> uh, I think it's pronounced Tao's. Tao's. But- Hum in the early 1990s indicated that at least 2% could hear it. Each hearer at a different frequency between 32 hertz and 80 hertz, modulated from 0.5 to 2 hertz. Similar results have been found in an earlier British study. It seems possible for hearers to move away from it, with one hearer of the Tao's hum reporting its range was 30 miles. There are approximately equal percentages of male and female hearers. Age does not appear to be a factor, with middle-aged people more likely to hear it. That's so weird. Yeah. What is it? So middle-aged, your hearing is starting to get bad. Yeah. yeah. So why would you be able to hear something other people can't? Yeah. Well, maybe it's it's being caused by some flappy thing in your ear vibrating. 
and oh. things get flappier as you get older. Right. Whereas when you're young, a- they're all tight. And so they don't vibrate as much. <laughs> That's my guess. <laughs> Your ears are getting wrinkly. They're getting all floppy. <laughs> Not to be ageist about yeah. ears. Auckland Hum. In 2006, Tom Moore, then of Massey University in Auckland, New Zealand, made several recordings that appeared to be the Auckland Hum. His previous research using simulated sounds had indicated that the hum was around 56 hertz. Hmm. Windsor Hum. In late 2011, residents of Windsor, Ontario, south of Detroit, Michigan, began reporting a low droning vibration, sometimes loud enough to be irritating. One evening in 2012 saw 22,000 reports to officials. Jeez. Um, It was estimated that the sound was emanating from Zug Island, a heavily industrialized (laughs) section of River Rouge on the north bank of the Detroit River, which separates Windsor and Detroit. Canadian officials requested U.S. assistance in determining the source, but local authorities were stymied by official refusals to allow access to Zug Island. (laughs) 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 Nobody goes on Zug. (laughs) Not today. (laughs) Uh, A steel mill operated by U.S. Steel was the possible cause, but officials stated that no new equipment had been installed or activated around the time that noise became noticeable. However, when the blast furnaces were deactivated in April 2020, the noise went away as well. So, sounds like it was the blast furnaces at U.S. Steel. Other. In 2021, hums were reported in Frankfurt and Darmstadt in Germany. In 2022, hums were reported in St. Louis County, Missouri and surrounding areas. Okay, possible explanations. This is what I want. Yeah. Um, There is skepticism as to whether the hum exists as a physical sound. In 2009, the head of audiology at Brooks Hospital in Cambridge, David Baguli, said he believed people's problems with the hum were based on the physical world about one third of the time and stemmed from people focusing too keenly on innocuous background sounds the other two thirds of the time. So people just need to chill out. Yeah. Basically, Um, his research focuses on using psychology and relaxation techniques to minimize distress, which can lead to a quieting or even removal of the noise. Ooh, that's interesting. I wonder if yeah. it's like people like kind of clenching too, because your your jaw is like so connected to your ears that like yeah. if you have like if you clench or grind, you can it can worsen that. I'm just guessing. W- I'm stabbing I really in the dark. Hate how interconnected our bodies are. I hate it, and I hate how reactive they are to stress. Um, yeah, I think our bodies are burdensome and annoying. You should be able to turn that off. Um, Jeff Leventhal, a noise and vibration expert, has suggested cognitive behavioral therapy may be effective in helping those affected, saying that it's a question of whether you tense up to the noise or are relaxed about it. The just, CBT was shown to work by helping people take a different attitude to just it. Just learn to enjoy the hum. Thought of that? Yeah. Just live with it. Embrace it. Mechanical devices. Although an obvious candidate, given the common description of the hum as sounding like a diesel engine, the majority of reported hums have not been traced to a specific mechanical source. In the case of Kokomo, Indiana, a city with heavy industry, the origin of the hum was thought to have been traced to two sources. The first was a 36 hertz tone from a cooling tower at the local Daimler Chrysler casting plant, and the second was a 10 hertz tone from an air compressor intake at the Haynes International Plant. After those devices were corrected, however, reports of the hum persisted. Three hums have been linked to mechanical sources. The West Seattle hum was traced to a vacuum pump used by Cal Portland to offload cargo from ships. Um, After they replaced the silencers on the machine, reports of the hum ceased. 
Likewise, the Wellington hum is thought to have been due to the diesel generator on a visiting ship. A 35 hertz hum in Windsor, Ontario is thought to... Yes, the steelworks oh, yeah, on we Zug Island. We've discussed Zug this. Zug Island. Zug Island coming back with reports of the noise ceasing after they ceased operations there. Great. One hum in Myrtle Beach, South Carolina was suspected of originating at a Santee Cooper substation. I definitely know what a substation is. No one <laughs> ask me any follow-up questions. It's a, a small station. <laughs> <laughs> it's underneath the station. Yeah. yeah. Almost two miles away from the home of a couple who first reported it. The substation is home to the state's largest transformer. Oh, of course. Oh, yeah. One local couple sued the power company for the disruption the hum was causing them. The hum was louder inside their house than out, in part, they believe, because their house vibrated in resonance to the 60 hertz hum. Oh, God. That sounds hellish. Yeah. In the lawsuit, it is claimed that the volume of the hum was measured at up to 64.1 decibels in the couple's home. That's uh, too much. That's way too much. That would make me want to kill myself. Um, some research speculate that the very low frequency radio waves or extremely low frequency radio waves of the military Takamo system used by aircraft to communicate with submarines might be the source for the hum. Um, blah, 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 boring uh, stuff. Um, Let's talk about the other speculative reasons. Yeah. Tinnitus. Big one. Suggested diagnosis of tinnitus, a self-reported disturbance of the auditory system, is used by some physicians in response to complaints about the hum. I just want to point out that the hum is capitalized throughout this page, which I think is funny. It it sounds like a cool club or something. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Tinnitus is generated internally by the auditory and nervous systems with no external stimulus. I feel so bad for people who have bad tinnitus. It's hell. Yeah. Um, While the hum is hypothesized by some to be a form of low-frequency tinnitus, such as the Venus hum, some report it is not internal, being worse inside their homes than outside. However, others insist that it is equally bad indoors and outdoors. Some people notice the hum only at home, while others hear it everywhere they go. Some sufferers report that it is made worse by soundproofing, e.g. double glazing, which serves only to decrease other environmental noise, thus making the home more apparent. That's so weird. Hell. Spontaneous autoacoustic emissions. <laughs> Human ears generate their own noises called spontaneous autoacoustic emissions, or SOAE. So, hey. <laughs> Various studies have shown that 38 to 60% of adults with normal hearing have them, although the majority are unaware of these sounds. The people who do hear these sounds typically hear a faint hissing, like a cicada like sound, buzzing, or ringing, especially if they are otherwise in complete silence. Researchers who looked at the Taos hum considered autoacoustic admissions a possibility. Jetstream. Philip Dickinson suggested at an Institute of Biology conference in 1973 that the hum could be a result of the jetstream shearing against slower moving air and possibly being amplified by power line posts, some of which were shown to vibrate, or by rooms which had a corresponding resonant frequency. Um, Jeff Leventhal of the Chelsea College Acoustics Group dismissed this suggestion as absolute nonsense. It really just brings to light how, like, things vibrating can bring immense pleasure and immense pain. It's just really <laughs> a mixed bag. Yeah. There's, like, aren't there things that can vibrate so much that it, like, stops your heart? That's, like, <gasps> a thing, right? Probably. Oh, sperm whales, when they send out vibrations... In the sea, they can be so strong that they stop your heart. What? Yeah, I read that. That's fucked up. Is it true? I don't know. Who knows? And we are not accountable for that. Mm, I will just believe it's true until proven otherwise. Yeah. Because it's cool. Okay, well, speaking of animals causing things, 
Oh, Animals is another suggested cause. Um, one of the many possible causes of the West Seattle hum considered was that it was related to the midshipman fish, also known as a toadfish. Oh, that's an ugly fish. <laughs> it's a very ugly fish. A previous, there, there's a reason why it's called a toadfish. A previous hum in Sausalito, California, also on the West Coast of the United States, was determined to be the mating call of the male midshipman. However, in that case, the hum was resonating through houseboat hulls and affecting the people living on those boats. It's just like, oh, God, the fish are trying to fuck again. (laughs) 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 However, in that case, the hum was... Oh, yeah. In the West Seattle case, the University of Washington researcher determined that it would be impossible for any resonating hum transmitted via tanker or boat hulls to be transmitted very far inland. Certainly not far enough to account for the reports. A Scottish, Associ- Scottish Association, Scottish Association, that is hard to say, uh, for marine yeah. science hypothesized that the nocturnal humming sound heard in Hythe, Hampshire in the UK could be produced by a similar sonic fish. The council believed this to be unlikely since such fish are not commonly found in inshore waters of the UK. Arguing about fish. <laughs> <laughs> um, as of February 2014, although the source had still not been located, the sound had by then at least been recorded. Okay. 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 In popular culture, the Taos hum has been featured on the TV show Unsolved Mysteries and in Live Science's Top 10 Unexplained Phenomena, where it took 10th place. That's probably where I'd put it as well. (laughs) (laughs) British station BBC Radio 4 featured an investigation of the hum phenomena in their punt PI fact-based comedy program. In in October 2022, the Norwegian state broadcaster NRK covered the hum in its... (laughs) Covered the hum in its Opdatart podcast. Opdatart podcast on NERC. Um, in a 1998 episode of the X-Files titled Drive, Agent Mulder speculates that extremely low frequency elf radio waves may be behind the so-called Teos hum. In a 2018 episode of the police procedural series Criminal Minds, characters are made to commit violent acts as a result of mania caused by the hum. The story editors describe the episode as having an X-Files feel. <laughs> okay. Um, See also exploding head syndrome, (laughs) infrasound, list of unexplained sounds, and skyquake. Damn. Cool. Exploding head syndrome. That sounds unpleasant. Yeah. No, thank you. Do you ever hear things like this? I do sometimes hear like, um, I think I've talked about this on the podcast before, and it sounds really messed up, but it's not that bad. But like... Every so often when things are kind of quiet, any sort of sounds that I hear do sound a little bit like they're yelling at me or mad at me. Oh, no. What? <laughs> like it sounds like voices? Not even that. It's just like when I like the creaking of a door or like, you know, there's just like a weird sort of vibe to it. I don't I don't know how to explain it because it hasn't happened in a long time, but it's like a weird thing that. When things are too quiet, I think is what happens. That sounds awful. It's bad. Yeah, it's. I think it's just like caused by anxiety. Yeah, maybe it's just like a manifestation of the feeling of anxiety of just like is everyone mad at me? Yeah, because that's like one of my worst kind of anxiety manifestations. It's just like everyone's mad at me and I'm going to get yelled at. Yeah, and I feel like the objects in my house are yelling at me. Oh wow! I know that makes me sound like very ill, but (laughs) I know I know that they're not. (laughs) 
Oh, man. <laughs> Do you ever hear things like that? I get a ringing in my ear sometimes, but I think it, yeah. maybe it's related to allergies or something, just like when my head gets all stuffed up. Yeah. Um, I need to go to someone who's going to just blast out the problems of my head, of my nose, and my sinuses soon. Just blast them out? Yeah. What do they? How do they do that? Is it like an enema for your head? There's a lot of there's a lot of different things they can do now. Oh, really? Mm. Yeah. I'll let you know if I get it done. Get a whole rinse. Yeah. A brain rinse. I need that. I think they like can blow a balloon up your nose, <gasps> and it's like a thing. Oh, that sounds painful. Yeah, I think it's pretty painful. Uh. <laughs> Anyway, um, that concludes Wiki of the Week. It's time now for What Did I Learn? What did I learn? Lisa, what did you learn today? Mm, I don't remember where I learned this, but I learned um, you can get a balloon blown up your nose. (laughs) 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 Just a thing I heard once. Oh, boy. Literally the last thing you said. <laughs> it really literally is. Um, and that's how short my memory is. Yeah. I learned that um, Martha Stewart's really good at trivia. Yeah. She knows everything, apparently. Try to yeah. stump her. You won't. Yeah. Um, you just fucking try. She's I would sharp. love to see her on Celebrity Jeopardy. Oh, God. I That'd would. be great. I would. Um. I she'll do it if you pay her enough. Um, <laughs> her and Snoop together. Yeah, that's our show. Thank yeah. you for listening. You can email us at babygeniusespodcast at gmail dot com. We sure um, we sure do appreciate it. We do. And one of these days, we are going to address some of the emails we've gotten. Uh, will we? Maybe sometime. I don't know. Yeah. We, d- we have gotten some nice butt pics. We've ha- gotten some sleep-talking stories we probably haven't talked about, but yeah, not going to do it today. Not today, because Emily's got to go. No. I got to go. We don't have y'all. time for that. Also, we should save this for next episode, but we, we should remind people who Wavy Gravy is, because... Oh, yeah. Last episode. I'll, I can just go into more detail about Wavy Gravy on the next episode. Yeah. That would probably be a good Wiki of the Week, honestly. Oh, yeah. That's a great idea. Yeah. Um... And I can live fact check it as much as possible. Yeah. Um, all right. Thanks to our producer, Rob Para. Yay. Thanks for our music, Nate Heller. Yay. And, and goodbye. Goodbye. Baby geniuses. Everything. Baby geniuses. We know everything. Baby geniuses. We know everything. Maximumfun.org. Comedy and culture. Artist owned. Audience supported.